0: This is Aaron Nigren with Nebraska Extension. I wanted to talk a little bit about soil water use considerations with cover crops. So the stored soil water, that's often just been one of the costs that we've associated with cover crops. You know, it's a plant, it's gonna use some water. Um, we've been doing some research that says that maybe that isn't as big of a cost, um, especially when we look at an irrigated system. So with Nebraska being the leading nation, or leading state in the nation for irrigation, that's something we really need to focus on in our soybean irrigated system. So one reason for this is that it's pretty easy to leave those fields fairly wet at the end of the season. Uh, we talk about trying to dry them down, but it's just a challenge with irrigation management to really get that soil dried down. So we store a little bit of extra water there. One of the side effects of that is that we leave a very little room for off-season precipitation, and then at the same time with that we get a lot of runoff and we also get some deep percolation of water through the system. Now if we looked at a dry land system, that would be a a different story. So with this talk, we really want to focus more on the irrigated system. So dry land fields, we typically will dry those down quite a bit more, especially even down to a six foot depth, which we're not going to do very often with an irrigated system. So when we talk about soil water, we have to really think about how that moves through the soil. So it seems common sense to say that water Um, It recharges from the top to the bottom, but we we don't always think of that. So if we look at the top foot, if we have that top foot above field capacity, we're gonna start moving some water. That excess water above field capacity is gonna leach down to the second foot. You know, it's just gonna move move down over time. So if we have these feet, top two feet above field capacity, uh, we can move quite a bit of water. So the range is anywhere from 0.09 to 10 plus inches of water per day that can actually deep percolate and drain through that soil. So that's a considerable amount. Now, if we think about a typical f- soil, eventually we might have something that's maybe at field capacity. So in this case, our third f- foot is at field capacity. That's still gonna move some water, uh, but maybe that's down about, you know, nine hundredths of an inch per day. So that helps us out a lot. Ideally though, what we would have is somewhere we would have a, a drier layer. So if we have something at 50% of available water, that really slows down our, our deep percolation down to an inch or less per year. So Think about trying to manage your soils in ways that gives you some dry layer in there to help reduce that percolation. At the same time, if we think about one that's completely filled up, uh, or the the guy that cusses the rain because, you know, he kept it so wet with irrigation that it's just running off the field. If we have that completely wet all the way down, that water is just going to keep moving down. So here we have all four feet above field capacity. We're going to deep percolate a lot of water. The downside of deep percolating all that water is any nutrients that are mobile like nitrogen or sulfur are also going to move with that soil water as well. So that's what we want to avoid in Nebraska because we do have some issues with high nitrates in areas. So this is something with irrigation management if we could cut down on on moving that much water through the soil that would really help us out. So this is our recommendation. We always recommend at the end of the season um, to try to dry down an irrigated field to 40% available water. Uh, We feel safe with that, that that drying it down to that level isn't going to hurt your yields, and that would give us as much utilization of that water that we have in the profile to finish that crop out, also which would help our economics by reducing pumping. So if we would reach this target, which I said is hard to do, um, we would have some pretty good storage left in that that field. Um, So on a sand, we'd have about 2.4 inches that we could store, a loam 4.8, or a silty clay loam of 4.3. Dry land field again, remember, is going to be drastically different than this. So we may have dried that down, you know, a lot farther all the way down to six foot. So we would have considerable more storage there. So looking at these amounts, if we look at what kind of rainfall we get, um, it's definitely a challenge, okay? So we would have room, you know, up to 5.5 inches even on silt loams. We just don't usually get it that dry. if we only have two or three inches of off-season um, to store off-season precipitation, what's going to happen with all that excess water? So in a, a minute here we'll look at how much off-season precipitation we get and keep in the back of your mind that we only have maybe room for two or three inches of that in a lot of irrigated fields. So here we have the site that we're at here um, at Shelby. Um, if we look at that monthly total precipitation, you know, on the average for the season, we're, the entire year we're about 28 inches or a little over. But the main months that we wanna focus on is the off-season precip, so October through May. You might say, why May? We plant our crop in May, right? Well, remember that crop is pretty small. We're not using a lot of water, so we still get more rainfall than we have the crop actually use. So if we look at that, we have a total here of about 14.75 inches of water coming in the off-season. Now, if we only have room for two or three inches, you can quickly see where we have some runoff or we have some deep percolation happening on some of these irrigated fields. So the the four sites we have this year are fairly similar. Um, So Arlington is around 15 inches in that off season, 14 and a quarter, or 14 and three quarter in the Shelby area, like I mentioned. Um, Elgin around 14.25 and then 13 inches in the Hildreth area. This is only looking through October through May. In a lot of situations we could also include at least probably half of June rainfall as well because we still have a fairly small crop. June is typically our highest rainfall month in Nebraska, so we may have excess precipitation that's gonna also help refill that soil profile. Now, we know that not all of that's gonna run in. Um, you know, Some's gonna run off, some's gonna evaporate naturally, so we can't count on all of that. But even if we would think about capturing half of that, that's six and a half to seven and a half inches of water, um, so we could easily depercolate two or three or more inches on multiple fields across the area. So the take home points on this talk, um, remember that any water that is deep percolated is gonna move nitrates and other nutrients deeper into the soil profile, which is something we want to avoid in Nebraska with some of the high nitrate areas that we have across the state. At the same time, it may be advantageous to have that cover crop using the water from the profile instead. It's not only gonna help us out with our deep percolation, but we're also gonna get some soil health benefits as well. And the water that we use by the cover crop is likely to be replenished by rainfall during the months of May and early June, since that's typically when we have the highest rainfall amounts, and the crop water use is fairly low in those months as well. So the next video will focus on planting considerations with cover crops and irrigated soybeans.